Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, issue 150. I'm Marjorie. By the fires of Ichthalon. By the mystic moons of Munapur, by the crimson bands of Cyphorak, by the vapors of the Yashanti, by the eye of Agamotto. This is Arnie, ghost. <laughs> is that some sort of anti-aging chant you just performed there? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. He's he actually watched Mannequin recently, so you know. I I was reading from the book of Yashanti. I don't know what <laughs> demon I may have raised. <laughs> Well, you raised me. This is Justin, but I'm I'm no demon. Well, we are back. I am resurrected thanks to the Book of Vishanti. I've been kind of down. I actually think it was the antibiotics, Arnie. You don't think it was the Book of Vishanti that recovered no, me? No, because we could have saved a whole copay, a couple of them, and some prescription costs, and I could have just read that to you. Well, I'm back. I'm ready. We got New York Comic Con coming up as of when our listeners are hearing it. It will have just passed. It is just about to happen. We've got a hulkbuster size show this week. We There's just so much stuff to talk about it. Let's get right into it. First of all, I want to thank Marjorie on the air for my birthday gift. Aw, you're welcome. She went and did something completely unexpected. There's a picture of me floating around on Facebook when I was like seven, but she, from that picture, went to eBay and found in pretty nice condition the 1980s Halloween buckets of Spider-Man and the Hulk that I had when I was like seven. Aww. And I, it, it's the picture where you're dressed like Gene Simmons. Mm -hmm. and you had chest hair drawn on with eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> Hold, Gene Simmons holding a Spider-Man. That's totally how Gene Simmons rolls. Trick or treat basket. Hey, the, Gene Simmons had a Marvel comic. Spider-Man is the Marvel comic. I, I could see it. Yeah, it's a stretch, but yeah. <laughs> I just found the Gene Simmons picture on Facebook, by the way. Nice chest hair. Isn't it amazing? Especially with the members only jacket, I think it really sets it off. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I guess in a way my dreams came true because when I was little, I wanted to marry Gene Simmons when I was like five. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it all comes full circle. And you, you also got me something else? I did. I got you the 35 millimeter print from a theater of the Howard the Duck trailer. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> And it's in great shape. Mm-hmm. We just need a movie projector now. Yeah, well, that is kind of a lead-in. You know, people who've listened to the show for a long time know I have some fairly rare Howard the Duck collectibles, right? I thought you were going to say a problem, but yes, on both counts. I have a couple of test duck heads, one exceptionally rare that has the feathers on it from ILM model studios when they were trying different looks. I've got some cast and crew items, but the one thing... Everybody always asks me, and I don't know why they ask me this, 
but every time I talk about the props I own, inevitably they say, do you have the duck boobs from the scene in the bathtub? <laughs> and I've, I've just had to respond a little chagrined. No, I know the guy who does. He and I are like neck and neck for world's most avid Howard the Duck movie collectors. I think it's just you two. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio may have a huge collection and nobody knows because he's a private guy. But this other guy got there first. He's friends with some of the ILM model makers and he had the duck boobs and one nipple. <laughs> the other nipple has been lost. Lost to the annals of time. He keeps hoping it's somewhere in that prop maker's collection and someday he'll run across the other nipple. <laughs> well, he contacted me and he has decided to part with all of his Howard the Duck collection. He's letting go of the boobs, so to speak. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he told me he was going to eBay it, but he wanted it to go to a good home. And he made me an offer of about 60% of what his reserve on eBay would be. An offer I happily accepted. The big question is, is how happy was Marjorie about you accepting this? I checked with her. Yes. I want to just clarify. When this offer was made, I said, well, I really want it. It wasn't just boobs, I might add. There's a head. There are screen-used duck feet. I mean, it was a hefty collection. He just kept saying he was going to throw more and more and more stuff in. An animatronic duck head. It cost ILM $100,000 to make this head. They only made two, and I'm going to own one of them. Wow. So, yeah, I, I pick on you a little bit, but, like, this goes beyond collecting. Like, you're moving into, like, the realm of, like, curating now. You know, this is something that you're going to have to take care of and, like, know where it's at at all times, ensure, mm. and, you know, possibly pass on to a museum at some point. Yes, the Museum of <laughs> Howard. Well, this has given Marjorie the name for my collection because we've really wondered what to name my collection for a long time, ever since moving into this house almost four years ago. Well, Marjorie is ready to break a champagne bottle with or without my consent. Yes, it will now be called the Duckwing. Because <laughs> we've added onto the house, so it's, it's an extra wing of the house, and it's the Duckwing. I can dig it. So between all of this, I have quite the Howard the Duck prop collection on its way to me that I have to figure out how to display. But he just threw so much into this box that I have now. So now I can finally tell people, yes, yes, I do own the duck boob. <laughs> I say you commissioned somebody to make you some cool like acrylic cases that kind of look like what the collector had going on in Guardians. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> And here I was thinking because I have a head, breasts, and feet that I would just get like three boxes and it would be like one of those magician things. I'd just get three boxes of the same size spaced on a wall. Yeah, that could be kind of neat. <laughs> it could also be a little disturbing. But... <laughs> no, disturbing are the Jeffrey Jones face molds. <laughs> That's, That's right. That's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so, but speaking of masks and Halloween items... Target. I was there today. We're going to talk a little bit more. They put a ton, like all their Age of Ultron stuff is now on clearance. They have 5POA 3-pack marked down to like $8. They've got the little smaller figure 10-pack for like $18. All their figures, all their legends, everything was on sale. I think they're yeah. clearing it out for Star Wars. I saw that too. I don't know if the legends are on clearance, if that's a sale. I think it's more of a sale there. But yeah, I think they're they're getting ready to move stuff away for sure for... 
Well, it's Christmas, Christmas guys. Yeah, exactly. it's Christmas time. So they're going to be jam-packed with what they think are going to be the best-selling toys. But while I was there, I went over to the Halloween aisle to see what's there. There are some Marvel things if you want to kind of Marvel up your house for Halloween. There's so much more Star Wars than Marvel, but there are pumpkin carving kits for Iron Man and Spider-Man if you want to, like, poke arms and a head and a chest plate on your pumpkin. And there's also scary Ultron costumes for kids, too. Oh, those are frightening. Holy cow. <laughs> Ultron's just a creepy design anyway, let alone a tiny Ultron that comes to the door. <laughs> and speaking of Ultron, Age of Ultron out on Blu-ray finally. And some weird things with this one. First, no Walmart exclusive. No mention in the Walmart circular about the release. Hmm. This is like the first time in a long time that there hasn't been a Walmart exclusive. What about a Steelbook? Is there a Steelbook coming out anywhere? Well, there are two of them, and those are Best Buy. And I suggest okay. pre-ordering instead of thinking you can just waltz in and buy it at Best Buy. I did pre-order both, so I didn't even have to go to the store because I learned my lesson the very, very hard way with Guardians of the Galaxy, where the first guy got to the store at like 9 a.m. and bought every Steelbook they had. Uh. Jerk. <laughs> You know, I'm actually in the Blu-ray market now. You know, all these years I've never had a Blu-ray player just because I never had any reason to do it. But I finally bit the bullet and upgraded to an Xbox One. So I actually have a Blu-ray player. So this might be the first movie I go out and get on the Blu-ray. Nice. But they did two Steelbooks at Best Buy. One was Vision on the back. The other is Ultron on the back. Right on. I kind of have a memory of us talking about that a while ago when they announced it, actually. And then Target also had an exclusive. Theirs is just a digital code for extra content, I think through Voodoo or something. But it's an extra bonus feature if you buy the Target version. So what's with no exclusives like this or anything like that? Captain America and Guardians both had those multiple slipcases making yes. me buy like five or six copies. So Justin, since you're now in the world of Blu-ray... If you'd like to buy a copy of Captain America, the uh, the Winter Soldier, and Guardians, I have like eight of each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be in the market. <laughs> uh, I've got a bunch of other movies. If you're interested, we should talk. <laughs> but I was a little bit worried knowing that Walmart had done the slipcases because how many characters are there in Age of Ultron? I counted because I was doing the sketch cover thing and I have a minimum of 20 comic book characters in that movie. And I was going to joke and say 20. Yeah, there's 20 if you count Claw and if you count Baron Zemo and if you count Heimdall at the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, I think you're stretching it there. Even even at Claw, you're stretching it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but if you look at just the main characters... I mean, there were six Avengers the first time, and then we add Quicksilver, Scarlet okay. Witch, Ultron, Vision. There were four Avengers and two support staff. Six Avengers. And I do suggest everyone go watch that honest trailer for Age of Ultron. Yeah. It is it is laugh out loud funny. <laughs> Where everyone's least favorite Avenger becomes your third or fourth least favorite Avenger. Aw, <laughs> good for you, Hawkeye. <laughs> And I didn't even spoil the best jokes, so you should check that out. But so are you Team Vision or Team Ultron? <sighs> That's a tough choice. I think I'd probably end up going Vision, though. That's because you're tangled in strings. Yeah, it's because he has a future. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wonder if this goes back to what we were saying with the Agent Carter Season 1 and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2 being Amazon exclusive on Blu-ray, if the sales of this are just going down and so Walmart's just getting out of the exclusive game so much, or if it's something about Disney's recent deal with Netflix and Walmart has a deal with Vudu. If every Blu-ray you buy at Walmart, you get a Vudu code, so you have it digitally as well. Yeah, it's hard to tell what's going on here. Maybe Walmart and other retailers are finding out that the same people that would buy an exclusive version are also the same people who will gladly pay for the digital version two or three weeks before it's available at stores. You know, or maybe there's a lot of crossover between those two people and just simply having an exclusive isn't enough to bring people out again. I came so close to getting it digitally just because I wanted to see it again. It's, I mean, it's the way that things are going. But every time you buy that 3D Blu-ray, you get the Disney Movies Anywhere code. So you get it on Voodoo, iTunes, everything. Yay. But not until three weeks. Yeah, I know. Patience <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Certainly does. But really, the big news is Legends. Legends, Legends, Legends. My photo studio is backed up with Legends. It's like it's got Legends constipation and needs a legendary laxative. That's okay. Soon the Legends are heading to Justin's house, as probably tomorrow. <laughs> you know, there was a brief moment there about two weeks ago that I was starting to get concerned that maybe the new Spider-Man wave was going to be kind of lost in the shuffle. You know, something that you see the remnants of here and there at a at a target and now we're moved on to the Hulkbuster wave, but that doesn't seem to be the case around here. I have seen the Spider-Man wave showing up a lot more at targets and of all places, Walgreens, like Walgreens getting full cases of the entire wave. Like you could walk into a Walgreens around here and walk out with a Rhino Build-A-Figure. We have a one Walgreens that seems to get all of them and the rest of them get like one or two figures. I don't know why it's just one of the, you know, 8,000 Walgreens we have in our area. Why only one seems to get full cases. And it's the one all the way opposite across town from us too. And we've had a lot of Twitter followers tweeting to us that they found the entire wave. The hard to find figure from that wave is Chameleon. And I've got so many people posting pictures to our Facebook wall tweeting to us they found chameleon i even caught him on amazon when he was 1999 yeah it's you know I, i'm glad to say that that wave did not get shuffled under because we have yet to review it but you know it's a it's a good wave and i'm glad it's out there in numbers and at the same time i've been seeing the hulkbuster wave at nearly every walmart i go to has had like that must be the one they stocked up on because i've seen end caps with three four cases of the entire wave just sitting there I've never seen that many, but I've seen some, which is, you know, I've seen a few. I haven't, I've, I could have built a Hulkbuster if I'd wanted to, but I, of course, ordered my cases from our sponsor, Dorkside Toys. Yep. Once again, patience, you know, it's hard. I have thought about buying, I, I had a conversation with myself in Walmart the other day, like, do I want to double up on a Hulkbuster? Uh, no, nah, I just got to be patient. <laughs> I ended up going to eBay for chameleon figures because when Dorkside Toys sold out of the singles and told me they wouldn't be getting any more in, I found chameleons complete but loose with no rhino part for 19 bucks shipped. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's retail. All right, I'll pay retail for no rhino part. I just want chameleons. But then I could have bought it and gotten rhino parts, it appears, because that was briefly on Amazon 
and I'm guessing before Christmas comes, it'll be there again. And also, I've yet to see one in the wild. I found all the Rhino figures except him several times, but I imagine I would find him someday. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know what's going to be shipping here coming up with the holidays because there's still quite a few things that they've shown at, at you know, Comic-Con and whatnot that could be coming out. Remember all the waves that were listed as fall and winter for this year? So some of these waves could be what's out there is out there at this point. And I got shocked because I got a box from Amazon that four pack shipped with Bruce Banner and. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that kind of slipped through the cracks, too. It was. Yeah, we got a Thor, Hawkeye and Black Widow. Right. That just showed up. It's still in stock at Amazon for $79.99, but I now have mine in hand. And now I'm wondering, will this go cheaper? You know, a lot of those Amazon exclusives, Black Friday or around that time when they do all those lightning deals, it might be worth keeping an eye on if you didn't buy it yet. That's that's the game I'm playing. Like, I kept an eye on it to see if it, you know, has gone in and out of stock. And it's it's just been consistently in, in stock. So I'm going to wait and see if it goes down a little bit because I have all those guys except for Banner, you know? Banner ain't worth 80 to you. You're not that big a <laughs> Ruffalo fan. <laughs> I do like that they gave him his own shirt. You know, I thought maybe they would make do with the uh, the tie body that we see on Chameleon. But no, he's got his he's got his chest showing a little bit there. He's business casual. Yep. It's a Friday <laughs> at Avengers Palace. No, but speaking of Walgreens, their second Marvel Legends exclusive is starting to show up, too. Remember, we saw the Ant-Man exclusive when we were at San Diego and they're like, it was just at stores when we got back, but they also teased us with Daredevil in his original yellow and brown costume, and that is now showing up at Walgreens. I've seen, I've seen remnants of it, like I saw it at two different places, and both of them look like somebody stepped on them. So I have <laughs> yet to find a good, good version of it yet. But I think you can still order it online and have it shipped to store. Where I've heard people that are ordering it online and just having it shipped to home and it's shipping pretty quickly. And it's on sale for a dollar off. I'm ordering it right now. Yay, savings! Not too shabby. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if it's at Walgreens.com. Yes, it is. And it's on sale. Buy it now. <laughs> yep, and it's, you know, it's cool. It's what they do with exclusives. It's a repaint of the Daredevil that was in the... I don't remember what wave Daredevil was in. It was in a previous Spider-Man Spider-Man wave. wave, like one of the very first this year where we were building Hobgoblin. Very right. That's right. Yep. Same same figure, same accessories, except this time he comes with a unmasked head with sunglasses. So that's kind of a cool little pack in there. But yeah, I mean, Walgreens is becoming a legitimate toy retailer. I just hope they never get into the Blu-ray slipcase business. <laughs> well... I went over to Target and I need to give a major shout out to Dabeed and Marvel Toy News because I was homesick and I saw him post an article about he saved over $20 on the Target exclusive three pack of figures, which is a really cool Ultron that looks like he has a whole bunch of Tron discs on him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, milky white. It's not translucent, but it's milky white invisible vision. Kind of yeah. a phasing vision. Kind of like the Iceman and the X-Men set. Mm-hmm. And then Hulk, who really needs to stop going to Great Clips because that's a bad haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Does Hulk go like, get his hair done? I mean, really? This might have been when Banner was on the run from the military and had to cut his own hair, but that's an ugly head on that Hulk. That's just a bad head. <laughs> yeah. But 
This set is shipping now, and it wasn't out on shelves yet. I don't know if they were waiting for the Age of Ultron Blu-ray, but they used DPCI 087061200. Now, if that number sounds familiar, you've got a really good memory. Oh, and maybe you need a hobby. Because that's the same number they used last year around this time for the Ms. Marvel Radioactive Man Captain America 3-pack. Mm-hmm. Now, where this gets a little confusing for Target is by using the same number, their website shows both assortments. It shows the Hulk, the Vision, and the Ultron as one photo, and it shows Cap, Ms. Marvel, and Radioactive Man as the second one. So... I followed their tip. I went into Target. I used the DPCI. I had them bring me one from the back, even though it wasn't on shelves. There was no street date or anything where they might not do it. And then they rang it up and it came to $50 and like 52 something after sales tax. And I kind of raised my eyebrows. I go, oh, well, that's much cheaper on your website. They go, oh, well, we'll price match. How much is it? And so I call it up on my phone, twenty-eight fifty. <laughs> And they go, wow, that is a lot cheaper. They confirm on their own computers that that is the price on the website. Price match it. I walked out of there with the brand new three pack for $28.50. All right. I'm heading over now. You guys keep going. I'll be back in about a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this in hand, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to do a review of this yet, but no. just answer me one quick question. Being the translucent guy, obviously the vision here is going to be what draws my eye to it. Tell me that he has a better paint job than what they're showing on the website. He looks just like what they're showing on the website. It looks like somebody went in with like a fine tip Sharpie and drew uneven lines on his chest. Well, when you're zooming in, you see the unevenness more. They didn't stand out to me as uneven. What did stand out to me was he isn't translucent. He's milky white. <sighs> and barefoot. Yeah, he is barefoot. I didn't catch that. I think there might be a couple translucent parts, but he just, you don't see through him in the box the way I'm used to seeing through a translucent figure. It might be like that you said with the Iceman, where they painted a translucent figure. All right. Well, that price has me interested enough to go get it. Otherwise, I'd played the long game and waited until it came out and then went on clearance, but it's like a pre-clearance clearance. Or post-clearance clearance. clearance. <laughs> Hey, I don't make the rules. I just play their games. Exactly. And with that Hulk, I probably wouldn't have paid 50 for this, honestly. I would have waited for the sale that happened with Ms. Marvel because that's a bad Hulk. We have that Hulk body like three times. It's a goofy Hulk head and it's the Age of Ultron Hulk movie Hulk body. If you look at his pants, it's just brown versions of those stretchy pants Tony gave him. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. <laughs> And Ultron is just a repaint. I mean, it's a new head, obviously, which is cool. But the rest of it is just a repaint of that uh, Beetle Legends from one of the early Spider-Man waves. Ah, uh, but it's totally different. I mean, you got, the, you know, it's Ultron because of the paint job in the head. I mean, they, they reuse Bucks all the time. I'm not going to hold that against him. I like the I like the Ultron a lot. He's worth 20 to 25. Yeah, he's very stylized. I think the Vision's pretty cool. He's worth 10 to 15. If I can get Hulk along in the package, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a bad, bad Hulk. Well, speaking of Hulk. Sales to astonish. The single coolest thing I saw at Toy Fair this year is now in my house on my desk. And I'm talking about the Kotobukiya Artifacts Plus Hulkbuster and Hulk set. Ooh. 
these things, I hemmed it hot on them, honestly, because Artifacts Pluses often go on sale, but I then found them on sale pre-order, so I have both here. And I gotta tell ya, I understand that premium format figures and hot toys and that are very usually outside of the price range of collectors who focus on action figures, you know? $300 for an Iron Man hot toy, $450 for a premium format. It's it's crazy money, right? Mm -hmm. I completely get that. The Kotobukiya Artifacts Plus, I've always said, is a really nice price point because you get these statues that are, you know, about nine inch scale and they have such detail. They don't take up a lot of shelf space and they're not excessively expensive. And so that's been... I mean, they're gorgeously sculpted, they're more durable than polystone, and they're really inexpensive. For two Marvel Legends figures, you can usually get an Artifacts Plus statue from Kodo. And I, I saw recently, like, some of the Adi Granov, the Captain America, the Black Widow were down to, like, $35 on Amazon. So I always like those. But this one, this Hulkbuster has a $180 price tag. So there, we're, we're really pushing that boundary and changing. I mean, their artifacts statues, their fine art statues, those cost around 200 to 300 So when you get an Artifacts Plus, which is made of vinyl, at 180 it made me think. But having it in hand, I know that high-end collecting isn't for everyone, but I think everybody who likes Hulkbuster should save up. Skip a couple Marvel Legends figures you may not want so much or wait and find a sale. Put your pennies aside. Ask for this for Christmas. But if 180 is the most ex expensive thing you will ever have in your collection, this should be that item. And it might be the cheapest way to get a cool Hulkbuster outside of the Legends. But even then, that's getting up there. Yeah, but I've yet to see a bad Hulkbuster. So far, they've all been really good. Now, again, this is a vinyl snap-together model kit. And by snap-together, I mean you put the torso on the legs, you put the arms in, and you put it on a base. Right. It's a really easy-to-put-together thing. But being vinyl, they're usually really lightweight. And for as big as it is, it is fairly light. It only weighs about six pounds. But like I said, the artifact statues, they're usually a little bigger than a legend. Maybe seven, eight inches. I think Hulk might be reaching at nine in the Adi Granov set. This thing is basically a foot tall and the paint job they gave it, it does not look like vinyl. It is shiny. It looks really metallic and sheeny. It's that good candy apple red that they always do on Iron Man's suit. And not just the red, but the goldish bronze pieces that are on the arm and interlaced. And the amount of battle damage they've given it, the wear where you see the silver coming through the red in so many places, the blue on the bottom of the foot, the repulsors on the back of his leg. I mean, this is a finely detailed, gorgeous piece. I cannot speak highly enough of it. Just the detail in the knee joints. If this is this cool, I mean, I can't wait to get my hands on the hot toy, which is posable. This is a statue. But it's a great statue and a great price point. I mean, I mentioned the Hot Toys Hulkbuster, but that was $800. This is 180 MSRP. And if you look for some sales at some websites, you can find him quite a bit cheaper. Now, if only they'd make a rhino. 
<laughs> may they never make a rhino. No, I meant Kodo. Oh, may they never make a rhino. What I like about it is, is that, you know, if you do want to get this and the companion Hulk piece, it makes a cool little diorama. But yeah. guess what? Without Hulk, this still looks cool. It looks just like an action shot. And you don't need that Hulk to make it a full, neat piece. No, either one. Actually, even the Hulk by itself is pretty good, too. But the Hulk Buster, oh, he's heavy also. Heavier, like, think this might be the heaviest Kodo statue. It's the, the heaviest artifacts yeah. plus. It's the heaviest vinyl one. And I have some of their artifacts vinyl statues in Star Wars. This is heavier. There's just so much in it. I wow. like how they did the weathering on the front. So it looks like he's been battling, but like, where you'd expect it to wear too, like on the little corners, you know, he's got a wear spot on his stomach. Love that. And I agree. You do not need Hulk to have Hulk Buster, but I'm going to go the other way. You do need Hulk Buster to have Hulk. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you can have Hulk all by himself because Hulk always looks like he's in some weird dance pose anyway. Am I going to have to break the tie here? Yes. <laughs> My, uh, let me say why I think it. I think that this Hulk, because he's looking up, and Hulk is supposed to be really big. I mean, remember when he was fighting Thor? And these are movie-based ones, but even in the comic, he's supposed to be really big. So that Hulk is looking up and have his fists raised up, he's got to be fighting something bigger. And in no, this... he's just doing the whip. <laughs> no, that's the nene. <laughs> At least he's not twerking. <laughs> so Justin, t break this tie. Well, I can see it both ways, but ultimately I do think it is a little weird with him looking so far up. Like the only way I could see that working by itself is if like there was a helicopter hanging above his head. All right, you guys win this round. <laughs> this round. And it's not that there's not better options for Hulk in the Kodo line. If you want just a standalone Hulk. Yeah, the Adi Granov Hulk, I mean, doesn't look tremendously different from this one. This one looks a little bit more Ruffalo in the face, but that would be your best standalone Hulk. Plus, he's wearing his yoga pants that he wore in Avengers Age of Ultron. And I will say on the Hulk, and I'm talking, they did two Hulks and nobody knew. When we were at Toy Fair and everything, they showed Hulk and Hulk was out everywhere. But then just a couple months ago, Entertainment Earth announced they have an exclusive version of the Hulk. What? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go through both of these. The first Hulk, I mean, yeah, the pose is the only thing that makes him a little bit off to have alone. But man, the detail on the toes for crying out loud. It's again, Kotobukiya's slogan is just the word craftsmanship. And when it comes to these things, it does not let me down. I see Ruffalo in the face. They have completely straight painted lines in his teeth. And the body has a wash on it. So it's got this like brownish gray that just kind of looks very much like the movie. Kind of a mottled skin that might also be a little bit of dirt up on him. Yeah. You know, this is one of the few Kodos I can see the seams in. That is one ding. Okay, I was going to say, wait, because usually Kodos, I have to look really hard and then ask you, where's the seam? He also comes in four pieces. You get legs, torso, and arms. And you can't really see, because it's right at the pant line, where the legs meet the torso. Actually, it just looks like an extra hem. No, no, oh. I, that that's not... All the legs and the crotch are one piece. Is it right here? Yeah, it's at the top of the waist that there's a seam. 
So where his torso meets his pants? Yes. That's logical. And, and you, you can't, can't see, it. see it. But then you have to put his arms in, and I was a little, just slightly disappointed that you can see the seams around the arms. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture here where you can see it, like, on his arm that's down. It like looks like somebody tried to cut his bicep off at the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Or his shoulder blade. Yeah. And I've pushed the arms in really well to minimize it. But if you look, that is where the model kit part of this just kind of hurts it a little bit. It was noticeable on the other Hulk as well. It's just kind of a problem when you've got a naked upper torso figure where you can't use clothes to hide it. But it is a little bit noticeable there. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's not even a ding on Kodo or anything, because that's a problem that you have no matter what what line you're working in. If you're working yeah. with articulated figures or articulated hot toys and it's a human, you're always going to have articulation problems or seam lines. Yeah, I guess my only suggestion would have been if there was a rule that it had to be four pieces, make the above the waist all one piece, make the waist down to like the knees one piece, and then let me plug the legs in. But maybe that wouldn't allow for the stability. Both Hulkbuster and Hulk have one foot like on tippy toes, like they're running forward. Ah. But other than the seams, I have nothing negative to say about this. They even painted really well the Avengers A on both sides of his yoga pants. But the, the now there's an exclusive version of this you can only get at Entertainment Earth. And all of these are shipping now. That's why I have them in hand. And the exclusive version is more movie accurate because this is replicating that scene with the Hulkbuster fight. And we all know Hulk didn't look quite himself during that scene because of Scarlet Witch's magic. He had kind of the strung out eyes and the weird colored skin. And I think the issue is, and we've seen this before with other movies, CGI makes it too dang easy for directors to change color at the 11th hour. Like days before the movie's out, they're like, let's make those battle droids rusty red instead of tan. <laughs> and the toy makers are like, well, we just painted all our toys tan, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot of back and forth. What color should Hulk be? And they talked about making him Gray Hulk. But then people got worried that fans would get confused because Gray Hulk's supposed to be smarter and not as strong. So they ended up going with this like pale green strung out Hulk look after Kotobukiya had made regular looking movie Hulk. So if you really want to recreate that scene, Entertainment Earth's Hulk gives you a paler Hulk, and if you look at it in the light, you can definitely see eyeshadow thing going on. So yeah, like he's got like redness going around his eye sockets. Yeah, that's what it is. It it doesn't quite look red to my eyes. It looks darker. If I got when I got the macro lens in there, it looked redder than it does to my naked eye. I'm looking at the promotional pictures on Entertainment Earth's site here, and it seems to be pretty pronounced in their pictures, at least. I don't know which one I like better. I think they're both the same. I guess it's just which version you like. It's completely personal. No, they definitely look different. The skin tone is totally different between the two. Oh, yeah, the skin tone is different, but that's it. Everything is exactly the same. It's the skin tone and eyes is it. Yeah, it's a repaint. Okay. And the repaint does give him kind of strung out eyes. Now, the only reason I, I make a bigger deal about it is if I was to be purchasing one of these, I think I would naturally go more towards the exclusive, hoping that, you know, the rampaging, tired, crazy eyes would be more pronounced. Well, comparing them side by side, there's a vast difference. 
there is a much more pronounced there's no darkness around the eyes of the regular version and there is quite a bit of a probably triple the size of the eyeball around the eyes on the exclusive good enough for me sold my statement is this the exclusive version is far more movie accurate if you want to recreate the scene from the movie you have to have the exclusive one but if this is the only hulk statue you ever own and you'd rather have a hulk that looks like every other scene that the hulk is in and not this one i mean the i never was missing the exclusive coloring until they then offered the exclusive coloring but if i were to buy one myself also owning the adi granov hulk i would buy the entertainment earth exclusive hulk that's more movie accurate well isn't the rule if you can buy the exclusive buy the exclusive Usually, yeah. Okay. And then the bases, they don't snap together or anything so that it doesn't look weird when they're not there, but they are built so that they just notch together perfectly. So you've got Hulk and Hulkbuster coming at each other. Hulkbuster's about to grab Hulk's fist. You kind of got to futz with Hulk's hand because it goes right inside the grip of Iron Man. So you can't just slide the two together. You kind of got to take it in at an angle, but then the two go together and just make it for an awesome diorama. And yeah, I'm going to have the Entertainment Earth exclusive one on display. Yeah, I like how they fit together, but they don't necessarily snap together. You can kind of see the seam, but I think it's okay. It if, looks like the ground is cracked to me, and that would yeah. be fitting between these two titans. Well, and if you're really into making a movie-accurate diorama, I suppose you could like spread some dust or something around there to kind of cover it. Does the seam follow the pattern of the bricks on the street at all? No, it kind of goes through the bricks, so that way... Again, it looks to me like it's kind of cracked and damaged from their fight. Ah. It's like they broke bricks. <laughs> and that's the other cool thing on both of these is that, you know, these are such huge entities that they're breaking through the ground with their feet. Both Hulk and Hulkbuster are just tearing up the bricks beneath their feet. But I want to give a shout out to Entertainment Earth because they did send me the exclusive Hulk to review on this show. It did not influence my review, but... I have thanked them for it, and they're also going to be giving to one lucky listener their exclusive Hulk statue. Ooh. It's only available shipping to the U.S. or Canada, and start following us now because it's going to happen through our social media. We're going to be giving this away, and Entertainment Earth's going to provide the prize and ship it to the winner in the U.S. or Canada. So thank you, Entertainment Earth, for the prize, and good luck to everyone. All of our listeners, we hope you get a chance to win this and stay tuned as we will post details about the contest. Well, speaking of Kotobukiya, they were at New York Comic Con where Arnie was, not Marjorie. Arnie went to a convention all by himself. And got back just fine, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because I, <laughs> I well prepped you and I gave you a baller trip, that's why. I knew you could do it, Arnie. Marjorie's <laughs> the one who had questions. <laughs> At New York Comic Con last weekend, Kotobukiya, they had quite a bit on display, including more of their Artifacts Plus X-Men figures coming. I got to see the sculpt of magic, which we saw at San Diego, but somebody had broken one of the headpieces off and fully painted Cyclops, Emma Frost, and Magneto, and just went up for pre-order is the variant for Magneto. He's also available as a diamond exclusive in his white outfit. Ooh. While it doesn't fit as much with the whole theme they've got going on, 
the white outfit, I think, looks much cooler. See, in, in my head, I think, oh, he's going to look like Mr. Rourke. Not with that mask. <laughs> Fanny's the island gone bad. <laughs> Have we seen the the poster and the artwork that they're basing all these off of before? Like, I don't remember that being in the booth at San Diego. This was the first reveal of the full painting, I believe. Excellent. I talked to Dan while I was there, and I got to tell you, that rogue also doesn't fit the theme, but it's looking really good in her green and white outfit. Yeah, a splash of color in there in an otherwise kind of drab palette. but Well, also color is Beast, who apparently the sculpt is pretty close to done. Dan said that he thought that the Beast sculpt might actually be there on site, but it wasn't. So that's going to be coming up real soon as well. And then they had the Lady Deadpool there on display, the Bishojo line one, and the art for their next Bishojo Spider-Gwen, which, you know, Frank Cho would have covers to make if they really sexed up Spider-Gwen. So it looks like the single most conservative Bishojo to date. And she got a turtleneck <laughs> on in addition to the hoodie, because that's kind of feel how that's going. <laughs> The pose based upon the art is very static, but I'm looking forward to seeing it because it's going to be posed on one foot in a more like action oriented pose, ready to throw a punch. So I'm curious to see how that balances. Now, did they have a painted version of Lady Deadpool there? Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this. Is the scale still kind of an issue? Because remember when we were looking at that at the unpainted prototype, we were both kind of like, that seems a little bit bigger than the regular Bishojo's. Yeah, and we talked to Dan about that at San Diego, and he after we recorded, and it was just, the sculptors do different things. They're not going to be, you know, incredibly beholden to scale on that as so much as trying to just bring the best-looking individual statue. Versus the Artifacts Plus series where they're, you know, doing an entire series in relation to each other. Right. So that's a no. It's still a little too big. It's still taller than the rest, which, for people like you, you don't have very many of them. It wouldn't really stick out and for me it's not so much out of scale i mean keep in mind they used to do their bishojos a full like scale notch smaller i believe they used to be one eighth scale and they've upped it to one seventh so this is a much more minor discrepancy than that <laughs> very true very true but new york comic-con was crazy like looney tunes crazy like on friday the aisles were packed so much that I wanted to punch someone within 30 minutes of hitting the floor. Like San Diego Comic-Con Saturday afternoon crazy. Wow. I was only there for two days because of a family obligation. I wasn't there Saturday or Sunday, but man, that it just was so packed. But yet, this still, despite the fact that the attendance numbers have shown New York Comic-Con to be bigger than San Diego, it still feels like the baby brother. I mean, Sideshow came out for the first time ever, and they brought about a third of his stuff or maybe a quarter of what they brought to San Diego, and I didn't see anything I didn't see in San Diego. Hmm. But we've discussed before, it's comparing apples to oranges when you count attendance. Yeah, they're not doing a one-to-one -one comparison because New York Comic Con is counting number of passes sold, whereas... San Diego, because of their membership IDs, actually counts number of people. So you could be counted once for San Diego and then actually have four one-day passes. Whereas New York County was four four-day passes, which is not to say they did not take that Javits Center and fill it to the point of bursting. On Friday afternoon, I was trying to make my way to Artist Alley. Traffic was literally stopped. I just pulled off to the side and ended up surfing my phone for about a half an hour until it cleared. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, the pathway, because the artist alley is in like a barn compared to the rest of it. It's in this big metal shack, and they put all the cosplay areas where you can pose along the wall. So there's this big gag. That was gone people. this year. Oh, it was? This year they replaced it with freaking Prudential, you know, the insurance company, like Flow. Yeah, that's progressive. Okay, progressive. They were renting lockers, very expensive lockers. So I think part of the problem was half the aisle was filled with like display booths for Jelly Bellies and Progressive. And they had dancing people in unicorn masks for Progressive. If that's part of their advertising campaign, I don't get it. But yeah, they were renting locker space and there was some displays there. It was it's still a really wide hallway. It was just that many people trying to travel. Funko was there, of course. <laughs> how uh, how crazy was that? The stories I heard came out and I felt like I was watching Apocalypse Now. Like people telling me about their Funko stories were like Marlon Brando. The horror. The horror. I didn't even try. I just said, screw it. I went to eBay and bought the three things I needed, including that Deadpool taco truck. Well, at some point, though, you have to weigh your time and hassle in obtaining this, which it was probably going to be considerable time. They were doing a ticket system mm -hmm. twice a day. So you had to get the ticket. Then you could go buy it. And the tickets were at 11 and 2.30. The floor opened at 10. If I'd been there all four days like I have been every previous time, I would have done it. I would have made my first priority getting to the con really early, racing to Hall 1C where they were giving out the tickets and just sitting there. And if I missed the 11, just camping till the 2.30 ticket. But I had two days. I only wanted three items and two of them were Dorbs. And Dorbs don't have the marked up price of Pops on the secondary market they had a stealth iron man and a thunderbolt punisher dorbs and i was able to get them for like 22 dollars a piece on ebay versus 10 at the con and i'm like my time is worth 24 dollars. oh yeah you know what you, you make a good point though i've kind of forgotten about dorbs like we talked about them when they announced them and i know you bought a few when they first came out but kind of kind of a quiet little collectible so far people aren't going as nuts out for those as they are other things and Diamond Select was there, but they didn't have a whole lot that we didn't see before at San Diego either. They had a couple new waves of Minimates, but they, they look pretty cool. There's a Deadpool wave of Minimates coming, Justin. You can get Hydra Bob and... <laughs> nice. <laughs> they did have the Thor statue there. I asked if they were going to recreate the full cover and make a pairing Silver Surfer statue, and they said not at this time. And I was kind of curious with the whole Fantastic Four movie rights thing being Silver Surfers in that bundle. So right now we just get the Thor half. Hmm. And I did make my way into FX Collectibles booth. It was exceptionally crowded. I did not stay long. They had the Winter Soldier shield up again, teasing it. And I don't know if I missed this at Comic-Con. I didn't see anything there that they didn't have at Comic-Con of any sort. But I was right up on the shield. You can see the red through the blue. It's like the red had scraped off and the blue was underneath. But I took some really close-up shots. I had never noticed, like, red brushwork on it before. Hmm. It was a little detail that made me even more excited for it. That is kind of cool. I did most of my shopping. I didn't buy any collectibles this time. I came home with only stuff I got over in Artist Alley. I went over there. 
there had been some rumors swirling around beforehand. Oh no, Disney's going to crack down on unlicensed prints at New York Comic Con. They're going to have lawyers on site. They're going to go around and anyone selling unlicensed prints. Yeah, no, didn't happen. Plenty of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They talk a big game, but when it comes down to it, not so much. I got some great freaking art there. Ken Christensen, a longtime listener of the show and friend of the show, did a sketch cover for me of War Machine that, yes, War Machine rocks. <laughs> and Dijon Agranov did a Marvel Now Magic and Emma Frost painting that was tremendous, but nothing comes close to my Scott Blair Howard the Duck. Oh, wow, for the Duckwing. For the Duckwing, mm-hmm. I had asked him to do a movie Howard with a Leah Thompson Beverly. And he is so great at likenesses. I'm like, if anyone can get Leah Thompson down, it's him. And I had to convince him to do it. I actually made a point at Wizard World Chicago where he was there to go. Because I I mean, he does a lot of work for me. And he and I like chat a lot now. He's always asking me about the new Hot Toys and Bishojo's coming out. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I usually email him, but I knew this one would take some selling. So I went up and tried to get him to do a Howard the Duck and Beverly. And I knew he'd think I was joking and wanting it as a lark and he, he wouldn't do it. So I had to I had to sell him to do this piece of art for me. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I, I want it ironically, but not ironically. And he's like, uh. and he's like, I got to watch the movie and then I'll decide. <laughs> And so that left me in suspense. And then finally I saw him tweet that he was watching Howard the Duck and I'm waiting to hear. And finally he announces his commission list. And I'm like, so am I getting Howard or do I need to pick something else? He's like, no, you're good. Well, what he sent, what he drew was so perfect. (laughs) It's slightly sexy. It's quite wrong. It's very funny. Oh, it's Beverly in her negligee for those not watching the video <laughs> podcast and Howard smoking a cigar, a post-coital <laughs> cigar or maybe pre-coital. That's up to interpretation. Yeah, <laughs> but he couldn't believe the outpouring of support for that Howard the Duck that he got. And I commented on it, and Ed Gale, who I'm Facebook friends with, that's the actor who was in the duck suit, wanted a print, so Scott made a print and gave it to me to send to Ed. And then he had it in his book all weekend, and he actually got a Howard the Duck sketch cover commission because somebody saw that. I was like, oh, man, that's sold. Now I need you to draw me a Howard. (laughs) And he didn't want to do this. Yeah, he's found, like, the whole legion of Howard lovers out of this. Oh, this is so good. If she if if Leah Thompson didn't have like such a satisfied look on her face, it almost looks like she might have just given birth to Howard. Like the position she's in. I like that where he's placed, you don't know if she has underwear on. Uh. But he also you got to admit, if you look up a little bit, that looks just like Back to the Future era Leah Thompson, doesn't it? That face is eerily right. Oh, yeah, it's very good. Captured the eyes perfectly. Yeah, and the, the little smirk she had. Oh, it's I I knew he'd nail the likeness. That's why I really wanted him to do it. All right, well, I have to quit looking at this. I'm getting a little getting a little verklempt here over a, a drawing. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, the big news 
Hasbro, who wasn't even at the con officially, but there was the night before party that I almost missed. Thanks, United Airlines, on Wednesday <laughs> night. Get in there, and there wasn't a lot of Marvel, as we've speculated. Star Wars has kind of come to the fore. What there was of Marvel is 2016, but it was exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, first of all, they have again rebranded what we've constantly referred to as the Marvel Universe line, the three and three quarter inch line of figures. Right. I mean, we'll always call them Marvel Universe. They tried calling them Infinite Series mm -hmm. and that that didn't stick. And now they're uh, you cannot call three and three quarter inch figures Marvel Legends. Legends means six inch to us collectors. It just does. Mm hmm. And and I know, I know longtime collectors are going to be like, hey, they used to have three and three quarter inch Marvel Legends. They were called Marvel Legends Showdown. And I had a few of those. <laughs> right. And guess what? That line didn't stick around all that long. <laughs> so, but all right. Rant over. I agree with you, but the card art is amazing. Now, these are the same figures we saw at San Diego, but now I got to see them carded and... It's just really nice. I, they've gone back to big, splashy art of the character on the card, and it's really sweet looking. Yes, that's that's what was missing from the Infinite series. That seems, seeing this now, makes the Infinite series seem like a generic product. Mm -hmm. All they needed to do was add comic art back to the cover, to the front, and there you go. It livens them up so much. Yeah, I couldn't wait to get this it's 2016 but that spider-man noir figure is calling me it looks really nice and these all look real nice in the bubble and you know what i want to just let people think though call them legends call them whatever you want somehow marvel is able to support this well-articulated line of three and three quarter inch figures and star wars cannot ouch any, any star wars figures that are articulated are right now a Walmart exclusive, and Hasbro did have a panel for Star Wars figures and said it's an experiment to see if that line can continue at all. Oh, wow. If, if the Walmart figures do well, it may return as a main release of highly articulated three and three quarter. And if that line doesn't do well, it may be five POA for Star Wars going forward. Yet Marvel, none of that experimentation. We're getting a wave of these well-articulated. I know, Justin, you're still a little pissy because maybe no... Uh, thigh cuts and things like that but it's still got ankle rockers it's still got double jointed knees and double jointed elbows i mean there's good articulation here and it's not a walmart exclusive line right i mean it's yes it's better than five poa i will say that and i guess it's a little confusing because i would the argument i would make there is, is that you know on the marvel side they have this you know, entire library of bodies and stocks that they can just use for almost any character, add a new head, maybe sculpt some new accessories, and you've got a whole new figure. You can't necessarily do that on Star Wars side. I mean, all the costumes outside of like clones or troopers, everybody's unique. Yeah. But over here, they are doing new sculpts. They're re-sculpting their bodies to get rid of the ab crunch and some of the other things. So at least going forward, they will They'll, like we've talked about before, Dwight has told us they're going to use some new sculpts and some old sculpts to keep it going and get us, you know, that middling articulation, which, you know, in the long run, I'm fine with. Are they going to be super articulated? No, but the sculpts are looking good and they are starting to sneak a little bit more in there. You know, the double hinged knees are coming back, so. And I did talk to them and they said that was the plan for the articulation going forward, too, so they didn't have any plans to reduce this year. And I guess my statement about the 
lack of articulation. Star Wars has put it in perspective. I'll take an old idiom and rephrase it. I cried because I had no ab crunch until I saw a man who had no wrists. <laughs> hmm. uh, very apt. Very apt. <laughs> And then we also got to see all of Wave 1 of the Marvel Legends 6-inch figures. Wave 1 next year is going to be our Captain America Civil War wave. All right. That's going to be the build and onslaught wave, right? Yeah. And I can't remember how much we knew coming out of San Diego Comic-Con was in this wave, but it felt like there was a lot of new announcements on this table because... We're getting a whole mess of new figures, including three new female figures. Now, I'll start with the basic. We're getting another Captain America. It's a Captain America movie wave. You have to have Cap. Par for the course in my mind. Right. But we're finally getting that rogue, that long-promised rogue back from the X-Men line. <laughs> it was supposed to be a swap out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think with Emma Frost, if memory serves. Yeah, maybe. It's a good-looking figure. The paint on it was vibrant. The sculpt is good. It's an exciting figure to finally be getting. Great face on it. Then also from the Captain America universe, we're getting Agent 13. You know, Sharon Carter, Peggy's niece. Very nice. Cap's next-door neighbor in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And then from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series, of course, these are all comic versions, but I'm finding the media tie-ins that have pushed these to the fore. We're also getting Mockingbird. Yep. Now, Mockingbird is one that they did show at Comic-Con in San Diego. In San Diego, what they showed was uh, the Build-A-Figure, Mockingbird, Taskmaster slash Udon, and the Cap. And that Cap, as remember, is coming with the different wolf head. Right. They didn't have that out on here. So I didn't see that on the table. That would have made me remember. <laughs> but the rest of them here are going to be new reveals to New York. Yeah, and the new reveals, Whirlwind, once again taking the Gigantor Ray to the three and three quarter inch line. It looks identical to that figure we just reviewed not all that long ago. <laughs> Complete with the same silly buzzsaw <laughs> arm attachments. <laughs> and then, as you mentioned, Taskmaster, but getting to see him loose and out there with his metal face and everything, he looks pretty badass. A new figure who I'm going to have to research before we review him because I'm not familiar with him. Listeners, tell me where to go to read about Scourge of the Underworld. I did check on Wiki. He's a long-term character that's had a lot of different looks. This one kind of looks like Jason X with a big machine gun. <laughs> At first, I thought it might be a movie version of Crossbones, but no, it's Scourge of the Underworld. Yeah, he's just cool looking, whatever he is. Yeah, he, he looks badass, but I do not know the character. And the final figure is a member of the Serpent Society. Say that one time fast. They finally finished the Wrecking Crew. So now we're, I guess, doing the Serpent Society. There's a lot more <laughs> in the Serpent Society than there are in the Wrecking Crew, though. But we're getting Cottonmouth. Ooh. That's a terrible name. I'm sorry. I know it's a snake, <laughs> but what's your name? I'm Cottonmouth. So would you like some water? <laughs> That's all I could think of. Sorry. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> oh, now, is is Constrictor part of that same team? So would this be the second member of the Serpent Society? If so, I'm going to say this. If Constrictor isn't part of the Serpent Society, I'm going to be kind of disappointed because, I mean, it's just right there. It's obvious. He was invited to be a member, but he actually didn't like the group, left the meeting, and turned them over to the Avengers. 
<laughs> so he's, <laughs> he thinks he's too good for the servant society. Uh, yeah, this is this is one of those figures that's going to appeal to the, the longtime fans and the old school comic fans because it is a goofy looking figure. It really is. It feels like a Masters of the Universe type of type of figure. It reminded me a little of Serpentor. Yes, very much. G.I. So. Joe. Right. But the final bit of Legends news, I thought I was done. I thought that was it. Hasbro showed their hand and I was happy with it. Well, they started announcing at the Marvel booth that if that weekend you subscribe to the Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited, you got some freebies. And I'm like, figure? No figure. A desktop calendar? Like, as in your computer desktop, like it's not a real physical item. Some wallpapers, again, for your computer desktop. Some digital codes to get bonus characters in that Marvel Puzzle Quest game, which, damn it, give me those codes. I subscribe. Need those characters. <laughs> and nothing about any physical thing. So I decided to make my way through the crowds of the Marvel booth. I timed it perfectly. I got the Jessica Jones and Daredevil Season 2 mini posters they were giving away. And I went over to the unlimited thing and I was about to ask, hey, are you guys still doing a figure? When I looked down in the case and what was there? Rescue. Remember Rescue? Oh, yeah. From I thought back 2013. It was around the time of Iron Man 3. Holy cow. <laughs> well, they have rescued this figure from obscurity because I wondered when, if it would ever come out. The good news is it's coming out. The bad news is... It is the Marvel Universe Unlimited Plus subscription. Now that gets you a year of comics. And I actually went on a Twitter rampage. I'm I'm canceling just about every Marvel comic on my pull list. I'm keeping Star Wars. I'm keeping Howard the Duck. But I pay for the subscription. I'm behind on reading my comics anyway. I can wait six months and then have every comic they put out. I haven't read a single issue of Secret Wars. It's about to end. I can just start picking it up on the Unlimited thing and not have to pay four or five bucks an issue. Right. But the if you're not interested in reading the comics digitally, yeah, you might be paying about a hundred bucks for this rescue figure. <laughs> and it's not available internationally, so then you're paying even more through eBay. But at least it's getting out there. I guess that's the plus. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the same price that we paid for the last couple subscription figures, so it's not like they jacked the price up on it. And can I just say what an improvement over the last few it is versus the repainted Ultron? And the repainted rocket, which then got slightly retooled and re-released as yet another rocket. Here we're getting an all-new figure. I mean, this is a new torso with some piping on the back, a new head. There might be some part reuse, but this is the most new of a figure they've ever offered. Yeah, I mean, if there is any reusage, I'm not seeing it. It looks like a completely new sculpt. And if you remember back to San Diego, we were talking to Dwight in the booth at one point. I can't remember if this was on mic or afterwards, but we were talking about some of those figures that they had shown in the past. And he was like, well, which ones would you guys be interested in seeing again? And we had, we were, he, busy talk, he talked about how, you know, at this point, we showed him so long ago, there's better sculpts and better processes now that, you know, he wouldn't want to bring some of those out. And I had mentioned rescue and he kind of gave me a look at that point. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I, I mean, I'm saying I think he knew that this was happening. Uh -huh. and didn't want to play his hand just yet. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad to see that it's finally going to be available out there. Is it how soon are they going to be able to ship these? They weren't within the out. next couple weeks. 
Okay, so it wasn't like sign up there and get one no. in hand. When you get it, you get that. You get a couple of pins. You get an SSR pin from Agent Carter as well as a shield pin. There's some other paperwork. You're getting some exclusive comics, comic covers, I guess, through them. And the comics they were showing had just come out the Wednesday before New York Comic Con. So they're gathering all this together, and they said these sets are going to start shipping out in the next few weeks. I noticed I renew... I renewed I renew later this month, so I'm hoping to have mine in early November. Very cool. Out of curiosity, since you're at the Marvel booth, did they have the Marvel shop again? They did not. Really? I went looking for it just to see if they'd have, for you, actually, yeah. since you didn't get to go with me because of that family obligation, I was looking for any kind of tote bag or any kind of shirt. They had Marvel merchandise, a little of it, in the Reed Pop store up front. They had, like, a... Spider-Gwen shirt, they had some Her Universe Marvel stuff up there. And given that Reed had run the Marvel shop the past few times, I think that they just decided versus doing a full shop at their booth, what they'd do was just throw a couple items in Reed's booth. And But it was all New York Comic Con themed stuff, wasn't it? Except for the Her yeah. Universe, yeah. yeah. So maybe they couldn't get the merchandising just right, because a lot of times it's like 11th hour yeah, and I saw something about some more of those pins like they did at San Diego, but I didn't see any place where they were selling them. And I was mm. at the Marvel booth for quite some time loitering. <laughs> but they were nice. They let me take the figure out of their case and turn it around and get pictures of the back and everything with no glare. And so I'm, I'm, I always like those guys over at the Marvel booth. They, they are pretty friendly. Yeah, and you got some pretty darn good shots. So the one thing that I don't know, because I didn't think to ask at the time, and... Only when I started reading the Facebook comments on the pictures I posted did it hit me. At Comic-Con, we'd seen the alternate Pepper Potts head for rescue. That wasn't on display. We may not be getting the alternate head. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. It'd be nice just to get a stand with her. That's true. And I don't know what else was in the box. They had her standing perfectly well in a nice pose there, and she was not falling over. But yeah, I agree. And... Ultron came with that gold hex kind of stand they had, but right. Rocket didn't. So when I get the box, I will let you know. And with that, that is our show for this week. Remember the contest to win the Entertainment Earth Incredible Hulk Kotobukiya Artifacts Plus statue starts today, October 14th, and it's going to end on October 21st. You got to follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out all those details open only in the u.s and canada so good luck i hope you get a hulk <laughs> and congrats to willis wheeler we reached out to you you were the winner of our guardians of the galaxy box set and that is in the mail on its way to you we'll be back in a couple weeks with reviews of some of these legend waves probably get to the hulkbuster and the rhino wave and maybe even finally get to reviewing the comic-con Book of Ashanti, Doctor Strange, set two. All that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Marvelicious Toys YouTube channel. 
you can find the link from our homepage. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Josh, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Graphic Design by Justin. Photo Editing by Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media Production, copyright 2015, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. <laughs> well, you raised me. This is Justin, but I'm, I'm no demon. <laughs> I don't want to know where I raised you. Do you need a cold shower? <laughs> Didn't say you got a raise out of me. Well, you know what? What I did say was was a little little. Do you guys oblique. need me to leave? Because I can leave. Uh, well, that was a short show. All right, thank you. <laughs> the ten o'clock show is totally shorter than the seven o'clock. Remember to tip your waitress. Uh, and we're gonna need a couple hours in between. So <laughs> this one looks a little bit more ruffalo in the face, but. That would be your best standalone Hulk. If you weren't talking about <laughs> about Ruffalo, the person, that would sound like a really hard slam. <laughs> <laughs> like a butterface, Ruffalo in the face. <laughs> Look a little Ruffalo in the face. <laughs>